and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 13th of May 2023. This is Janet and your other readers are Alan, Amanda and Brian. The editor this week is Kevin, our technician is Mike. This week is Team 3. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. The main story this week is Liberal Democrats take control of the council. These and other stories follow, but before we start, can we just remind listeners about the Decorum Talking newspaper AGM, taking place on Saturday the 10th of June at the Adifield Community Centre at 2pm. Tea and biscuits will be provided. This is a great opportunity for the DTN team to meet listeners and hear what they think. It's also an opportunity for listeners to meet the team that make the weekly broadcasts possible. We look forward to seeing you all there. Kind regards, Audrey Mackey. Lib Dems take control of council. The Conservatives have been left in control of just one Hertfordshire District Council after the local elections. Before the vote on Thursday, May 4th, the party was in control of five lower-tier authorities in the county. Broxbourne, Decorum, East Hertfordshire, Hartsmere and Wellin Hatfield. But with votes from ten Hearts authorities tallied up, The party has only been able to keep hold of Broxbourne Borough Council. The Liberal Democrats gain control of Decorum Borough Council, in which Hemel Hempstead is situated, and where National Party leader Sir Ed Davey launched his local election campaign earlier this year. Councillor Ron Tyndall is the Liberal Democrat group leader at Decorum Borough Council, and he said... Despite being a Liberal Democrat council, we're still going to have a Tory government. So unless, uh, until we see some movement at that end, it's still going to be a difficult period, he said. Obviously, I'm delighted. The efforts and hard work of activists, campaigners and volunteers have achieved this result. A lot of local people have said clearly, we need change and change we have. We've got to make sure our residents are being heard and that our administration can help them when they need it. Councillor Tyndall said agreeing a new set of planning rules will be at the top of his agenda. This time round, we've got to get the balance of housing right, he said. We want to listen to the residents and make sure residents have the opportunity to shape planning rules in their areas. Councillor Andrew Williams, who has led a Conservative majority at Decorum Borough Council since 1999, said it's a disappointment, really. We've run excellent services. We have a vision for Decorum. And you like to think you're doing your best, but that did not come through this time. The simple message is that it's time for change without knowing what change is has resonated. The Liberal Democrats did not publish anything in their manifesto about what they're going to do locally. They spoke about cost of living and GP services, but they are not local issues. 
and are affected by the national picture. Hello, this is Amanda. Scammers arrested. Two men have been charged with fraud offences after being arrested in Luton in December. The arrests came after an 11-month investigation by Hertfordshire Constabulary into banking app scams across the county. The scammers used a convincing fake banking app to pay for valuable goods like phones and cameras the victims were selling online. The app mimicked genuine banking apps and appeared to show the funds being transferred to the victim's bank account. The sellers then handed over the goods, but no money was ever transferred. Brian McDonough, 49, and Martin McDonough, 23, both of the Crossway, have been charged with two fraud offences that took place in Hemel Hempstead in January 2022. They were released while the investigation continues. Hello, this is Brian. Hart's dog theft figures revealed. 28 dogs were reported stolen in Hertfordshire last year. A Freedom of Information request has revealed. Searches conducted on the crime recording system at Hertfordshire Constabulary show dogs of various breeds have been stolen in the county. The top breeds of dog stolen were the French Bulldog and the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, with three of each stolen last year. In addition, two German Shepherds and two Bulldogs were reported also stolen. One English Bull Terrier, Jack Russell Terrier, Labrador, Poodle, Sherpe, Whippet and Yorkshire Terrier had also been reported stolen. Out of the 28 dogs, 11 of the dogs' breeds were not stated. The FOI data does not state how many of the 28 stolen dogs were found and returned to their owner. An RSPCA spokesman said, Dog theft is devastating for owners as dogs are much-loved members of the family. We'd urge all dog owners to take extra precautions to protect their pooches from thieves by neutering their pets, ensuring they are microchipped with up-to-date contact details registered and ensuring they wear a collar with contact details embroidered or on an engraved ID tag. We'd also advise that owners never leave their pets tied up outside shops or alone in cars, ensure their gardens are secure with gates locked and ensure their pet has a good recall and doesn't stray too far when off lead on walks. They added, anyone who suspects their dog may have been stolen should immediately alert police, contact their microchip company to register their pet as stolen and inform local rescue groups, vets, dog walkers and neighbours. A Hertfordshire Constabulary spokesperson said, while dog thefts in Hertfordshire remain relatively low in 2022, there's been growing concerns over the theft of dogs from homes and breeders' kennels nationwide over the last few years. If you think your dog has been stolen, you can report a crime online or call 101. Please be ready to give us as much information as you can, including a name, microchip number, description, when you last saw them, what happened when they disappeared, details of anyone who may have access to your dog, and descriptions of people or vehicles seen acting suspiciously in the area. A fake £2.5 million lottery winner may lose his home in Kings Langley after losing a court battle. 57-year-old Edward Putman 
was sentenced to nine years in 2019 for scamming Camelot out of the £2.5 million jackpot with a forged ticket. The Daily Mirror has now revealed that the convicted rapist is at risk of losing his £700,000 home as forensic accountants look to flog his possessions and settle his debts. They could also look at any hidden assets, including a rumoured fleet of luxury cars and properties in Malta and Florida. The actual winning ticket, which was never claimed, was bought at a co-op store in Worcester on March 11, 2009. Putman hatched the plot with friend Giles Nibbs, who then worked in the securities department at the lottery operator, with the pair submitting a deliberately damaged forgery just before the 180-day limit to stake the claim expired. After his lotto scam, Putman, jailed for nine years for raping a teenager in the 1990s, went on a spending spree. But the fraud unravelled after Mr Nibbs confessed to friends he had conned the lottery, before taking his own life after an angry row about how the winnings were divided. Putman has to pay back £940,000 of the jackpot under the Proceeds of Crime Act after choosing to pay back less than £100,000. Putman avoided publicity following the jackpot win but was unmasked in 2012 after he fraudulently claimed £13,000 in housing and income support when he was jailed for nine months. Plea for witness to come forward. Police in Hertfordshire have relaunched their appeal for information regarding an incident in Hemel Hempstead which left a woman with life-changing injuries. Hertfordshire Constabulary said new information had come to light in connection with last year's event. A A specific witness has been identified by the authorities who they hope will come forward to help with their ongoing inquiries. A vehicle hit a pedestrian in the lower tier car park near the main entrance at Hemel Hempstead Hospital. Uh, And that was at about 10am on Wednesday, 5th of October, 2022. The pedestrian, a woman in her 40s, sustained life-changing injuries as a result of the collision. Investigator Lisa Brown from the Hemel Hempstead Local Crime Unit said we'd been conducting extensive inquiries to establish the circumstances around what happened and new information has really come to light suggesting that a member of the public may have witnessed the incident. It's believed they may have entered the hospital before police arrived. We'd really like to identify and speak to this person as part of our investigation. I appreciate some time has passed since the incident happened, but hopefully this person will remember what happened. If this was you, please get in touch. Anyone with information can contact me directly at lisa.brown.com at hearts.police.uk. Information can be reported to the police 
by calling the non-emergency number 101. Alternatively, contact Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 111. Hospitality workers will retain their tips. Workers in pubs, bars and restaurants will be guaranteed tips from customers rather than the employer or business retaining them after a new law was given royal assent. The victory on Tuesday follows years of campaigning on the tips bill by Watford's Conservative MP Dean Russell, who proposed the legislation as a private member's bill. It will protect the rights of staff or teams of staff and will ensure they receive their fair share of tips and gratuities. Mr Russell said, I'm very pleased that my tips bill has received royal assent. Hard-working people working in hospitality in Watford and across the country will be able to retain their tips, knowing that they will now have a fair deal. I have always had reservations that some employers kept tips which were earned by their staff. This new law will stop this immediately and will ensure that the tips are given to the individual staff member or team. I would like to pass on my sincere thanks to every business and individual who's been in touch to share their support for my bill. Arrangements will be made by each individual business as some teams like to share the tips amongst the front of office staff and the staff who work behind the scenes. Mr Russell became responsible for taking the bill through the committee stage whereupon his colleague, Virginia Crosby MP, helped to ensure passage through the final stages in Parliament, along with Lord Robertson, completing the process in the Lords. Virginia Crosby, Conservative MP for Innismond, said, I am pleased this bill is now law. Driving it forward was all about fairness for workers and for those who give tips for good service. It was never right that a minority of companies could pocket tips when the public wanted them to go to the person who served them or made their food. The law will now boost wages for what are often lower paid jobs and not boost company profits at the expense of hard-working staff. But it is also about valuing the people who do important jobs in our economy, especially in tourist areas like Anglesey, and I am proud to have played my part. UK Hospitality Chief Executive Kate Nichols said, Fantastic hospitality experiences don't happen without a huge effort from our teams, both front and back of house, and tips are a generous way of customers showing their gratitude while providing a welcome boost to employees' earnings. Tips are just one part of what makes working in hospitality a great job and career. Hearts Council review bins policy. Smaller bins or fewer refuse collections are expected to be amongst measures recommended by an ongoing county-wide waste management study, councillors have been told. The Hearts Waste Study was commissioned last year by council leaders from across Hertfordshire to review local authority waste management arrangements in the county. Work on the study, which began in December, is still ongoing and its report is yet to be finalised. But on Monday, April 24th, an update, including a number of likely recommendations, had been reported to members of the Hertfordshire Waste Partnership. According to information circulated to partnership members in advance of the meeting, these include reductions in the capacity of residual waste bins or in the frequency they are collected. 
they are likely to include a recommendation that the range of materials collected for recycling or composting is consistent across the county. It adds that they are likely to include recommendations on the rollout of separate food waste collections to those authorities that don't yet offer them, as well as the expansion of food waste collections to include flats and trade waste customers. The likely recommendations, says the report, are still subject to feedback. And even when finalised, any decisions on whether or not to implement the study's recommendations will be taken by each of the 11 councils within Hertfordshire individually. Last year, residents in East Hertfordshire and North Hertfordshire districts were notified that they could see a drop in the frequency of their non-recycling bin collection from 2025, according to plans being drawn up by two local authorities. Officers from East Hearts and North Hearts councils say a once-every-three-week bin collection would encourage more households to recycle. More recently, fly-tipping concerns were raised after a councillor said changes to district bin collections could cause figures to rise. Under agreed plans, Labour and Liberal Democrat-led North Hearts Council will introduce three weekly collections for purple bins from 2025. Now for some post-coronation news with volunteering information from Community Action Decorum. Thousands of charities and not-for-profit groups across the country came together on Monday, May the 8th to raise awareness of volunteering opportunities. To mark King, Car- King Charles's coronation, charities and not-for-profit groups raised awareness of volunteering opportunities available within local communities. The Big Help Out highlighted the positive impact volunteering can have on individuals, groups and the wider community, focusing on three key benefits, well-being, connectedness and employability. As part of the King's Big Help Out initiative, we have compiled a a list of registered volunteers who are willing to do one-off events volunteering. So if you have an event at any time throughout the year, we can find volunteers to support it who have had their ID and references checked. Here at the Community Action Decorum Volunteer Centre, we opened on Monday for anyone wishing to come along and look into volunteering at the many voluntary community organisations in the borough. If you're interested in volunteering but couldn't join us, you can call 247 209 to register your interest. Community Action Decorum offers a wide range of support services to voluntary community organisations in the area, including volunteer recruitment and management support, funding support, including proofreading grant applications, minibus hire, payroll services, organisational reviews to help make sure you're complying with charity law, policy and government support and publicity. Coronation fun. Birkenstead neighbours enjoyed a right royal celebration to mark the King's coronation at the weekend. Hillview in Birkenstead was the place to go to celebrate His Majesty King Charles III coronation. Because that was the location for a brilliant street party on Sunday, May 7th. Lots of neighbours gathered together to celebrate King Charles' third coronation 
A special royal photo opportunity was made with a throne, replica crown, an orb and a scepter. Susie and Kev Topley organised the event, as they had done last year for the Queen's Jubilee. We'd love to get together every year. We all have had a great day, a spokesman said. There was also a sack race, face painting and a barbecue. And some star bakers had a chance to show off their amazing cakes. Abandoned bike decorated for coronation. King Charles III has made his way to Abbot's Langley ahead of his coronation. In yet another new idea, the now famous Follett Drive bike has been redecorated for the weekend's upcoming celebrations. Road resident Alison Warner said, the dog in the scene is called Fido after Follett Drive and he was an anonymous gift from a supporter. The plants in the flower bed were donated by Sunnyside Rural Trust and we are so grateful to them for brightening up our road and cheering up people who pass by. It's not the first time the bike has received attention. It has been decorated for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, Christmas, Halloween and Red Nose Day. A total of £41.16 was raised for charity when the Red Nose Day decoration appeared. The bike has been chained to the sign ever since it was abandoned three years ago. Resident Kath Stronach came up with the decoration idea and the displays have become so well known that they often appear on social media threads. Mum overcomes fear of flying for charity skydiving. A woman overcame her fear of flying to raise money in memory of her father who died from bowel cancer. Denise Knight, 48, from Kings Langley, took part in a skydive on April 29th, a year to the day her father's funeral was held. The achievement raised a total of £1,525 for Bowel Cancer UK. Her daughter, Alyssa Lane, said her grandfather's death came as a shock and has affected the family significantly. The 23-year-old described Terence Lee from Abbots Langley as the man of the family and someone we all turned to for everything. Despite Denise's fear of flying and having only been abroad on a few holidays, Alyssa believes her mum was able to complete the challenge because she was doing it for her dad. I believe that is the only reason she was able to stay so calm and achieve such an amazing goal, Alyssa said. Denise, a mother of two who works at a primary school, was not the only member of the family to take on a fundraising activity. Her husband, Russell Knights, 52, is one of ten friends who cycle from Coventry Scar Museum to Kings Langley in honour of their friend Carl, who passed away. Every year, the group chooses a different charity to raise money for, and this year, the £3,261 donation went to Prostate Cancer UK. Russell, an insurance surveyor, and his friend listened to ska music throughout the journey, as it was their friend's favourite genre. The trip, which took place between April 20th and 23rd, was the equivalent to doing a lap of the Isle of Wight. Last year, Russell, a father of one and stepfather of Alyssa, and his friends raised money for Mind, doing a 90-mile journey. Alyssa said, We are so proud of Denise and Russell for working so hard and overcoming fears for causes that really matter. 
I know that Carl and my granddad Terry will be looking down so proud that they are making a difference in honour of their names. Alyssa added that donations outside the Just Giving pages meant the overall count between the two fundraisers came to £6,500. The Heather Club chooses a president. The Heather Club, a Hemel charity for those with memory loss, named Mrs Norma Dean as its first president at an event to celebrate 40 years since its inception. Mrs Dean has been involved with the club since 2000 when she first arranged for her late husband Dennis to become a member. Then in 2005 she became a trustee and later acting chair of the trustees. Michael Rowan, the current chair, said we wanted to do something special to mark such a significant milestone for the Heather Club and making Norma our first president was probably the easiest decision in our 40 years. In reply, Norma said, Thank you. I feel very honoured to be appointed life president. I've always enjoyed being involved with the Heather Club. The announcement was made at a special 40th celebration funded by a Tesco community grant at the Carey Baptist Church. The event was attended by Hemel MP Sir Mike Penning, Deputy Mayor of Decorum Councillor Alan Johnson, as well as more than 60 members of the public. Several items of artwork made by the club's members were on display, along with showcasing new equipment recently secured through generous donations from the Rotary Club and KO Cycle. The afternoon was filled with warmth and laughter alongside entertainment provided by Louise White in the form of armchair dancing and Yuka Daisy, a ukulele band who had everyone singing along and even a few dancing to some popular tunes from the members' youth. MP Hops In A multi-award winning craft beer shop has been praised by Hemel Hempstead's MP after he paid it a visit. Sir Mike Penning hailed hops and apples as one of a kind. The MP visited the shop at the Heights Shopping Centre in Highfield to congratulate them on winning the Prestige Awards 2023-24 London and South East England Craft Beer of the Year Award for the second year running. Sir Mike, who is a keen supporter of local fledgling businesses, met Hops and Apples owners Tony and Tracy Hosier to discuss their business and the issues they have faced in getting it off the ground since they launched in August 2021. Hops and Apples specialises in a range of beers and ciders from independent breweries all across the country. They also trade at Hemel's Old Town Sunday Market on the first Sunday of the month, where they have established themselves as part of the market community by becoming the market bar. They will also be part of the new farmer's market this starting this month. Tony said, we specialise in using independent family-run businesses to offer the best in beer, cider, lager, wine, prosecco and gin. We have built up some good relationships with independent brewers 
and we really enjoy sourcing specialised beers for our customers. Our stock is constantly changing, so call in and see what we have on our shelves this week. If you have a favourite, let us know and we'll see if we can get hold of it. We have a good record of sourcing our customers' less well-known favourites and we enjoy the challenge. We can help with ideas for birthdays, anniversaries and thank you gifts and we can supply large events. We always make sure we have a great choice and our prices are competitive too. So Mike said, Tony and Tracy have a fantastic business here, definitely one of a kind and one of Hemel Hempstead's hidden gems. I can see why people come from long distances to visit. I love the fact that they have had their own Jupiter Heights IPA beer brewed to celebrate their first anniversary and that it has become a great seller. Hops and apples can also be found online. What's on in the week ahead? Music. Rumours of Fleetwood Mac, Alban Arena, St Albans, May 11th. Channeling the spirit of Fleetwood Mac at their best, the band promise a unique opportunity for fans to rediscover those classic songs and performances. Visit alban-arena.co.uk to book or for more information. St Albans Symphony Orchestra, St Saviour's, St Albans, May 13th. The orchestra will play Stravinsky's symphonies for wind instruments, then welcome mezzo-soprano Katie Bray to sing two arias from Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro, ending with Mendelssohn's Fifth Symphony. Call 01525 862 097 to book. Frankie the Concert, Grove Theatre, Dunstable, May 13th. The show promises an accurate and authentic celebration of the legendary Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Expect everything from Sherry and Big Girls Don't Cry to Beggin, Fallen Angel and many more. Visit grovetheatre.co.uk to book. Comedy. Griff Rees-Jones, The Cat's Pyjamas, Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, May 12th and 13th. The much-loved comedian and actor is back on the road with his much-anticipated new stand-up tour, which sees Griff sharing more funny observations and comic stories. The show has no theme, but instead is always varying as Griff rambles on topics such as age, family, fraud, nostalgia, the TikTok generation, crocodile smuggling, travel, dogs, hotels, drink and midnight trains. Away from the stage... Griff is best known for his countless TV appearances, including as the star of 10 series of Smith & Jones and one quarter of the groundbreaking Not the Nine O'Clock News, as well as his many documentary series. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book. At Watford Palace Theatre on Saturday, May the 13th, it's Dreamcoat Stars, Journey into a colourful production featuring vibrant and energetic songs from the most popular musicals. The show stars Any Dream Will Do's Keith Jack and Chris Barton, the world's longest playing Joseph, Mike Holloway and West End favourite Jonathan Dudley. 
Expect favourites from Joseph, Jesus Christ Superstar, Six, Wicked, Phantom of the Opera, Mamma Mia, We Will Rock You, Jersey Boys, Les Miserables, Moulin Rouge and more. This show features new vocal harmonies and stories from the star's time in the role of Joseph. Visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk to book. Free Summer Music Festival to return. Talent from across Hertfordshire will be back to perform at a summer event for all the family to enjoy. Bushy Performing Arts Festival will be held on Sunday, June 11th from 11.45am at Mary Fosdyke Gardens, Warren Lake and the Three Crowns Pub. Audiences will be able to see an array of artists across seven stages that will feature 75 acts. Its organiser, Raymond Coffer, said... It's a wonderful community event, free for all the family, with great food and attractions. So, hope to see you there. The event, formerly known as Bushy Acoustic Festival, changed its name to reflect the diverse range of acts taking part. This year, will feature singer-songwriters, bands, improvisation groups, Comedians and storytellers. There will also be a children's stage, face painting, food stalls and a crafts fair as well. Mr Raymond described last year's event as fantastic. At the cinema this week, all popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Eurovision 2023 Grand Final Live. For the first time ever, the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final Show will be broadcast live into cinemas across the UK, allowing fans to come together and be united by music, sharing in the incredible experience of celebrating the biggest, brightest, boldest music party of the year on the big screen. Hosted this year in Liverpool by the BBC on behalf of Ukraine to a global audience of more than 160 million, the 67th Eurovision Grand Final will take place on Saturday 13th of May. Eurovision fans will be able to take to their seats with their friends in their local cinema to view a special preview of BBC Three's new show I Kissed a Boy, presented by Danny Minogue, before the Grand Final takes place from 8pm. Machine Gun Kelly, Mainstream Sellout. Mainstream Sellout, live from Cleveland. The Pink Era takes fans on a journey with Machine Gun Kelly for his unforgettable 2022 homecoming performance at Cleveland's first energy stadium, along with the exclusive behind-the-scenes moments from his sold-out world, world tour. Love Again. What if a random text message led to the love of your life? In this romantic comedy dealing with the loss of her fiancé, Mira Ray sends a series of romantic texts to his old cell phone number, not realising the number was reassigned to Rob Burns' new work phone. A journalist, Rob is captivated by the honesty in the beautiful confessional texts. 
When he's assigned to write a profile of megastar Celine Dion, playing herself in her first film role, he enlists her help in figuring out how to meet Mira in person and win her heart. Cast, Omi Jalili, Celia Imri, Russell Tovey, Celine Dion, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Sam Hoan. Book Club, the next chapter. The highly anticipated sequel follows our four best friends as they take their book club to Italy for the fun girls trip they never had. When things go off the rails and secrets are revealed, their relaxing vacation turns into a once-in-a-lifetime life, cross-country adventure. The cast includes Candice Bergen, Jane Fonda, Andy Garcia, Giancarlo Giannini, Don Johnson, Diane Keaton, Hugh Quashi, Mary Steenbergen, Craig T. Nelson and Vincent Riotta. The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry is a story of an unremarkable man who sets off on a remarkable journey. Harold lives a life without purpose until he learns an old friend is dying and vows that in walking across England to see her, his journey can keep her alive. Based on the 2012 New York Times and Sunday Times bestseller of the same name, this heartfelt and original take on the coming-of-age narrative will resonate with audience of all ages. Recently retired, Harold Fry is well into his 60s and content to fade quietly into the background of life. Harold's life with his wife Maureen is uneventful and their marriage frozen due to an unspeakable conflict relating to the absence of their son until one day Harold learns his old friend Queenie is dying. He sets off to the post office to send her a letter and then decides to keep walking all the way to her hospice, 450 miles away. A story of rediscovery and transformation, Harold Fry is an uplifting reminder that you're never too old to take a chance and that kindness is less rare than you think. Harold Fry's heartfelt narrative is anchored by poignant performances from Academy Award winner Jim Broadbent as Harold, alongside Dame Penelope Wilton, DBE, as his wife Maury. It is the first work from director Hetty MacDonald since the successful BBC series Normal People. The film is developed with the support of the British Film Institute and Film 4 and awarded National Lottery film funding. Author Rachel Joyce, who won the 2012 UK National Book Award for the New Writer of the Year, also penned the screenplay. Harold Fry was shot sequentially on location across the UK, mirroring Harold's own pilgrimage. The cast is Jim Broadbent, Penelope Wilton, 
Monica Gossman, Manuf Tiara, and the director, Hetty MacDonald. Obituaries and family announcements. Nancy Clark passed away peacefully on the 26th of April 2023, aged 96 years. The Thanksgiving service to celebrate her long life is at Trinity Ch Holy Trinity Church, Potten End, on 22nd of May at 12.30pm. Donations, if desired, in lieu of flowers are for the Hospice of St Francis. Inquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf, 864-548. Jennifer Bance passed away with her family at her side on the 18th of April 2023, aged 55 years. She will always be treasured by her family and close friends. Her funeral is at St Mary's North Church on 15th of May at 11am, family flowers only. Inquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf on 864-548. Stephen Blood. Reverend Stephen John Blood of Kings Langley passed away peacefully on Sunday 2nd of April 2023, aged 94 years. Funeral service to take place at All Saints Church, Kings Langley, on Wednesday. Donations, if desired, can be made directly to the Alzheimer's Society and Christian Aid. May they all rest in peace. Amendment to plans for 600 homes. Plans for the second phase of a 600 home development in Hemel have been amended. The proposal is among the latest planning applications submitted to Decorum Borough Council in the past week. Address Spencer's Park Phase 2, land between Three Cherry Trees Lane and Cherry Tree Lane, Hemel Hempstead. Proposal, non-material amendment to planning permission. Outline planning application to include up to 600 dwellings, land for primary school, land for local centre uses, land for up to 7,500 square metres of employment uses, landscaping, open space and play areas, associated infrastructure, drainage and ancillary works, new roundabout, access off three Cherry Trees Lane, new priority junction off three Cherry Trees Lane, new vehicular access to Spencer's Park Phase 1, and an emergency access to the employment land off Cherry Tree Lane. Detailed approval sought for access arrangement only, all other matters reserved. Pets need homes, as Cats Protection reports two cats need a loving home together after a change in circumstances for their owner. Suki and Quincy are coming up to seven years of age. Suki is female and black and white, and Quincy is a black male. They are the perfect soul mates. Quincy is a lovely laid-back boy who loves attention and is always up for a good game and is happy for you to join in. Suki is a touch more shy on first meeting, but once she knows you, she loves attention and a good play. They do love company and would prefer someone to be around part of the day. They would be happier in a calm family environment as the only pets. Access to a secure garden away from a main or through roads after their settling in period would be ideal. If you think you can offer Suki and Quincy a home, visit the Cats Protection website or call 0345 
371 1851. Good boost at Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre. If you're suffering from musculoskeletal pain, this program is for you. You don't need to be a member to attend this class. Only £4.50 per session or free for everyone with GP exercise referral membership. Program is personalised to your unique needs and led by one of our fantastic activators. Don't let the pain take over your life. Do something now. Book now. Online via EA app. EA is, means everything active. Or by calling 507 100. Or just simply pop to the centre. Calling all cyclists, the hugely popular Hemel Hillbuster event is back later this month and it's bigger and better than ever. Run in association with British Cycling, the Dens Hillbuster returns to Hemel's Gadebridge Park and takes place over the rolling Chiltern Hills and through stunning historical villages across Hearts, Beds and Bucks. The charity sportive is expected to welcome hundreds of passionate cyclists from the home counties, London and beyond. This year's edition will showcase revamped routes for the 25k, 60k and 100k distances and a new 120k ride for cyclists ready to conquer a tougher challenge. Whether you're just getting into cycling or an experienced rider, there's a route for everyone to take on. Further highlights include feed stations with free gels, snacks and refreshments and a vibrant event village where finishers can celebrate with a much-deserved beer and street food. Lavello Cycle Works, an established cycle shop in Berkhamsted, is supporting the event and have provided their expertise to map the new routes. Tim Worrell, director of Lavello Cycle Works, said... We are delighted to continue our partnership with Dens and their epic Hillbuster. The routes should be fun yet challenging, taking on classic Chiltern climbs through beautiful countryside and should go down a treat with the riders. Proceeds raised from the Hillbuster will support Dens in their mission to help rebuild the lives of people facing homelessness, poverty and social exclusion. Wendy Lewington, CEO at Dens, said... This is a fantastic opportunity for riders of all backgrounds and abilities to experience the thrill of our legendary cycling event, while also playing a part to help local people in need during these difficult times. Den's aim is to be the first port of call for people in decorum who are facing homelessness, poverty and social exclusion, to support and empower them to take the next positive step in their lives, secure and maintain a long-term housing option and be an active member of their community. We now have a few articles from the Decorum Police team. Hearts Police has hundreds more officers. Hertfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner David Lloyd has claimed there are now more police officers on the county streets than ever before. Hertfordshire Constabulary has announced that an extra 338 police officers have been hired since the government launched its recruitment campaign in 2019. 
Nationally, the government announced it wanted an additional 20,000 officers serving people in the UK. Hertfordshire Constabulary has 2,415 officers, which is 34 higher than the original uplift target of 2,381 set more than three and a half years ago. Mr Lloyd increased the police precept on council tax bills to help the force bolster the number of officers on the front line in the county. It's fantastic news that here in Hertfordshire we have exceeded the uplift target for new officers and there are now more police on the streets than ever before, he said. Residents and businesses have repeatedly told me that they want to see more frontline officers and that is what we have been delivered. We're in a good place in Hertfordshire with more officers available to address those persistent crimes which cause concern in our communities. This includes burglary, vehicle crime, drug offences, serious youth violence, driving offences and those offences which particularly affect women and girls. Just last month, Hertfordshire was recognised as one of the safest places to live in England and Wales, with the fifth lowest crime rate among all the 43 police force areas. He added, I also welcome the fact that more women and those from ethnic minorities are joining Hertfordshire Constabulary so that it can better reflect the populations it serves. Hertfordshire Constabulary data shows that over the past three years, out of the total of 719 new officers recruited 313, or 43.5%, were women, while 61 student officers, or 8.48%, were from ethnic minority backgrounds. Recently, the government announced that it has fulfilled its manifesto pledge to hire an extra 20,000 police officers. Titled Be a Force for Good, the government pledged to commit £750 million funding towards the project, which was launched when Boris Johnson was the Prime Minister. Now, decorum police. Meet former long-haul air hostess Ashley, one of our team of comms ops who take emergency calls from the public and dispatch officers to incidents. She took time out to talk about her role ahead of this Thursday, the 11th of May's recruitment event at our fourth communication room at police headquarters in Welling Garden Cities. She said, I applied for the job because I've always been interested in the work that police do and I wanted to be involved in making a difference to people's lives, especially when they might be experiencing some of the most difficult times in their life. I liked the idea of being someone behind the scenes who is assisting officers with catching criminals. She loves the variety of the role. I could be speaking to someone on the phone about ongoing historical crimes, next someone with neighbour issues, then suddenly dealing with a panicked person in an emergency. I could also be dispatching officers to jobs, keeping them updated with live information that's coming in about the job or directing them in containing offenders or searching for high-risk missing persons.
She continued, I enjoy the way that we start our shift with no idea of what our day will look like. It keeps things interesting and I enjoy speaking to a variety of different people from all walks of life. It's a very social job. Everyone is so friendly and helpful and we all work as a big team supporting each other and getting each other through the tough times that do come along in this line of work. Some challenges are when we are facing multiple emergencies at one time. It can be so fast-paced, with officers calling up on the radio at the same time, asking about the jobs they are heading to or dealing with. It's easy to doubt yourself and think you can't do it, but once things slow back down again, you realise that you have kept up with everything. Another challenge can be when you have to tell people that police are not coming and they are not happy about it. But ultimately, sometimes they have called the wrong agency and you do have to point them in the direction of the correct place to report it to. I would recommend the job as it guarantees that no day will be the same. When you go home, you feel like you have really made a difference to people's lives and have a sense of fulfilment. And the people who work here are friendly, approachable and hardworking. Everyone works together to make sure we are always doing the best we can for the public. A good comms op has to be resilient, understanding and compassionate. You need to be able to deal with the nature of the job as there is a lot of hard-hitting things we can deal with. You have to be able to really put yourself in the caller's shoes and show them that you do care about their situation. A good comms op is the type of person who can communicate clearly with colleagues in the room, over the phone or, or radio, as well as being extremely open-minded and flexible to the fact that within seconds things can go from being calm, then suddenly multiple high-risk incidents can be on the go at once. I really enjoy working in the control room and feel very happy in my job. If you're wanting a job that is exciting, challenging and rewarding, then this is definitely one you should consider. Could you answer the phone to somebody having the worst day of their life and help them? Could you stay calm in a crisis? If the answer is yes, then you could be an emergency call handler like Ashley. We're recruiting for communications operators to handle 101 and 999 calls take online reports and respond to web chat with applications shortlisted on a weekly basis, so don't wait until the deadline to apply. Apply today. Call handlers work flexibly, including weekends and evenings, nights. To answer emergency and non-emergency calls and direct policing resources across the country, county. The starting salary is £30,375 inclusive of shift allowances if you work full-time. There's full training given and ongoing support with good perks including a pension. Officers from Decorum Safer Neighbourhood team were starting off the coronation weekend with some targeted patrols at Bourne End Mills service station in response to the local residents reporting regular antisocial driving with cars racing and performing donuts around the roundabouts. We like donuts, but not these type of donuts. Whilst there, a driver was observed in their vehicle processing towards one of the roundabouts and then performing such a manoeuvre right in front of the officers. A roadside ceremony was held with the driver and the highlight of the ceremony being the crowning of the driver with a Section 59 Police Reform Act warning them to covering them and their vehicle against future antisocial behaviour. 
If they decide to use their vehicle in an antisocial manner in the future, it could be seized by police. Many of our officers are car enthusiasts and will happily come and engage with groups, but congregating in a housing estate late at night, revving engines and dangerous manoeuvres and racing will not be tolerated. Please be considerate and keep yourself and others safe on the road. Thankfully, on this occasion, no one was hurt. You can use our community voice platform Echo to let us know what you think we should be prioritising in your area. Your feedback will help towards shaping our local policing priorities, initiatives and campaigns. And now to sport. A quiet week for sport items. <clears throat> Rain once again wiped out the scheduled fixtures for Hemel Hempstead's Cricket Club's Saturday sides last weekend. But there was salvation the following day as the Sunday 2nd 11 managed to get a game. They got their Chess Valley League campaign underway with a game at Harefield, whom they had beaten on their own ground last year and did so again. Last year... The arm of Jacob Hodgins was the weapon as he picked up five for 43. He was at it again this year, and albeit the figures were not quite so good as he picked up four for 48, they were certainly good enough. Herfield skipper Jim Hamilton led the way with 73 at the top, but Hodgins and Stan Hayden, three for 30, were too much for them as they bowled them out for 163. Ravi Hindosha scored 64 from the top of the order last year, and although this year he only managed 30, after a few batting wobbles, Billy Jones, 68, and Will Hodgins, 42, saw Hemel home to 169 for four in 40 overs and four CVL points. Hemel's sides will again have their fingers crossed for a return to action this weekend. The first go to Preston Cricket Club for a noon start, while the seconds host North Enfield at Heath Park. The thirds go to Watnut Stone, and the fourths will welcome Chipperfield Clarendon, and the fifths will be at home to West Hearts at Langleybury. The Sunday first are due to go to Potter's Bar as they look to build on last weekend's success. In football, we'll work to improve squad. Brad Quinton says the onus will be firmly on improving the Hemel Hempstead Town squad this summer as the Tudors boss aims to improve on their 15th place finish in the National League South. Quinton took over from Mark Jones in December, and although results improved, an initial faint flirt with the playoffs ended as the season petered out, and Hemel finished 14 points outside the top seven. But Quinton feels there is great potential for improvement with the right steps taken in the summer months. He said, It's been frustrating since we've been here in terms of what we can deal with and trying to pick people and players up mentally. That was the hardest thing with the squad we've got, 
when it came to how they deal better with things when we're playing football and when we haven't got the ball, and we've done that barring Hungerford and then Worthing on the last day. Obviously, with our budget next year and how we are, and with the players, we want to bring in the right connections around the final third because I think at the minute we seem to be getting in areas and people are making their own decisions. But I think that comes from confidence in terms of what we've inherited. We'll be very fit, very organised, and they'll see where we're coming from next year. More football. The National League South's ups and downs will be finalised this weekend with the playoff final taking place between Oxford City and St Albans City. The winner of Sunday's game will join runaway champions Ebbsfleet United in going up, with the finalists having finished third and sixth respectively in the final standings. St Albans beat league runners-up Dartford on penalties last weekend after a 1-1 draw, while Oxford saw off Worthing 2-0 with Braintree Town and Chelmsford City having been earlier knocked out in the Eliminators. Relegated to Step 3 will be Hungerford, who finished bottom, along with Chestnut, Concord Rangers and Dulwich Hamlet, who narrowly missed out on safety on goal difference after finishing level on points with Dover and Weymouth. Before we go, just another reminder of the DTN Annual General Meeting on Saturday the 10th of June at the Adifield Community Centre, 2pm, tea and biscuits will be provided. DTN team, why not come along and meet the listeners and hear what they think? Listeners, come along and meet the team that makes the weekly broadcast possible. We look forward to seeing you all there. We have come to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise 0516, sunset 2040, giving 15 hours and 20 minutes of daylight. We currently have a waning gibbous moon. If you'd like to give us any feedback or if you have a news story or know of an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to secretary at dtnhemel.org.uk. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various group and contact details of organisations. So, until next time, it's goodbye from all of tonight's team. Thank you.